Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Lou Huff, Becky Hull, and Dior Bediarco. Dior is the founder of the Junior Network, a members club for young professionals just starting out in the fashion industry. And Peppy Your Talk, an online platform full of tips and tricks for how to break into the business. She's helped tons of young women find roles and mentors in every corner of the industry and is just about one of the most positive, inspiring women on the gram right now. Welcome, Dior. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. You're very welcome. We will talk a lot later about what you're up to and all the amazing things you're doing to help young girls break into the fashion industry. But we're going to talk about beauty now. Becky, it's Affordable Beauty Buyers of the Month time. Um, Do you want to talk us through some of your new favourites? There are so many good new affordable beauty buys this month. And the one that really sticks out is Morph's Wonder Tint Cheek and Lip Mousse, which is an absolute mouthful. But they have got this really beautiful whipped sort of souffle texture. And you can use them, as it as the name suggests, on lips and cheeks. But you, they're just so easy and lightweight to apply. And they're like a cream, but they dry down into a powder. So you kind of get the best of both. Because Dior, as these guys know, I love a cream texture because they just wear for so long. But the right. benefit of a powder is they really are kind of budge proof and they don't sort of sink into the creases in your face come 3pm. So I recommend checking them out. Becky, when I think of a mousse, I think, what was that Maybelline mousse from like the noughties? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Dream that mousse, that's the Dream one. Dream that <laughs> mousse, that is the one. As a texture, mousses are just really lovely to mix, layer and build at will. Um, but I've also put the Lucura Miracle Oil for face, body and hair, which basically is a really impressive dupe for Elizabeth Arden's Miracle Oil. Brilliant. So skin, hair, cuticles, it's really rich in oils and it feels quite luxe despite the really affordable price tag. So you can use it everywhere. And then one more, I'm going to pick the Elf Sheer Slick Lipsticks because these are really dewy as a tint. They've got eight suits, all shades, but I love the golden pair. It's a really flattering nude that, again, really suits all complexions and you can just use them literally all over on your eyelids, anywhere for just a really dewy, sort of healthy flush of colour. I feel like nobody makes lipstick that can't be used on your eyes, cheeks, etc. anymore, do they? No, but then I do think there's a lot of textures now coming out that you can just use all over. And I think makeup artists always say it's about not being afraid to just go for it because at the end of the day, you just take it off if you don't like it. But those elf lipsticks are very sheer in texture and just, as I said, really nice and watery almost. I have never found a lipstick shade that suits me, ever. I had one and wow. it's been discontinued. Oh, what yeah, was I- it? It was Plink by MAC. Which I probably wouldn't wear anymore, but it was because it was a very kind of pearly pink. But I agree with you, Lou. I find it really hard. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just, if it's ever like tried on me or I see them on other people, I think, God, that looks gorgeous. Like it's a real pop of color and, you know, really accentuates your features. But whenever I've tried it on, it just looks rank. Becky, you know, I love using Pillow Talk, Charlotte Tilby Pillow Talk lip liner with Vaseline. So then you kindly gave me the Pillow Talk lipstick, which you would then think is the same, but it's not, it's a lot darker. I I agree with you, Lou. I feel like there's something quite kind of, maybe it's grown up about lipstick, which makes it harder to wear. I must admit, the reason I recommend recommended those lip slicks from elf is because it's got that sort of balmy texture which i think is so much easier for sort of everybody to wear mm. like lou you could probably find it really easy to adapt to that shade because it's a bit more balmy whereas i think yeah. lipsticks can be for anyone quite hard to find your sort of go-to mm. what do you recommend for finding your shade for finding your shade they always say if you're looking for a nude it should be the color of your inner lip no way but typically, I think colour-wise, it's very hard. I think if you're a cooler shade, then you can get away with actually quite bold textures. But also, darker skin tones can get away with such beautiful like corals and reds. So I think it's about having a play and not being afraid to kind of give things a go. But, you know, definitely try the lip trick for nudes, because I think nudes are so flattering and everyone should sort of own one. Dior, are you a lipstick girl? When I feel like I need a bit of power in my life but then I go all the way out with a red lip from MAC Ruby Woo is my go-to for years but I also love Ruby Woo as well that is my red as well so it goes for all different skin shades right definitely mm-hmm. it does it works for everyone yeah it really does and do you have a, a kind of nude or like a skin coloured one that you go to I have like this everyday I think Elizabeth Arden but I don't know what the colour is but my <laughs> um, lip liner is chestnut from MAC that one's amazing just going back to finding your perfect colour match I have a website site to recommend Becky I don't know if you know about this called Foundation which is game-changing so this is a website for if you want to buy concealer or foundation online and you don't know what color to go for obviously now we're all kind of going to shops a little bit less as well it's like the perfect invention it's genius you go on this website and you basically enter the name of the products that you use already so it's like I already like this foundation in this color and this foundation in this color and then it makes either suggestions to you kind of generally about from like you know every single brand about what could work for you or you could say right and now I'm looking for you know Pat McGrath tell me which color I would be in her concealer and it, it generates it for you it's incredible and it's not in like a kind of annoying app way like it's genuinely so efficient like it has every different concealer and foundation you could ever possibly have used registered do they take photos of your skin as well no 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 because it's about what you use in the past so when I did it that's exactly what I wanted to find I wanted to know what shade of the Pat McGrath concealer I would be so I put in that I use it cosmetic CC cream and then it comes up with all the different shades that you could possibly be so I'm whatever warm honey or something (laughs) put that in put in you know Estee Lauder double wear light and I wear it in tawny and in fawn so they had all three of those that I use yeah and then it told me which of the concealer shades wow. I would we wrote about this for how to shop for your foundation earlier this year and mm. another one that came up is matchmymakeup.com okay and is that so, a similar thing similar vein yeah just wanted to share that little nugget there and with a concealer because obviously they say sometimes with your concealer that you go shades lighter than your foundation depending on I guess what you're using for if you're highlighting concealing how did you then work out which shade of that to then go for so was exact match the reason that I wanted that 
concealer in the shade of the foundations I use is because I had seen a makeup tutorial where they used it almost as a replacement for foundation. So okay. for me, it was, it was for more of like a foundation finish. Okay. But I guess you could then just go a shade lighter. If they say, well, this is in line yeah, yeah. with the foundation you use and you wanted something paler, then you go paler, okay. you know? And whilst we're here, should we talk about how incredible the results were? <laughs> you I put this on Instagram over the weekends. It's insane. I was, I was, <laughs> Becky, this concealer is unreal. It's the Pat McGrath Labs skin fetish in sublime lm14 it gave me the most flawless finish i'm absolutely obsessed with it and, and did you where did you use it on your face i used it a little bit here in between my eyebrows kind of up, running up to my forehead yeah. i'm trying to describe this the best i can <laughs> but quite a lot here under my i've got a real dark eye problem at the moment i don't know why so quite a lot here and that's kind of where i look the most blemished which between like my eyes and my nose like the corners of my cheeks so yeah quite a lot there and then on my chin and then I just kind of buffered it in wow. pretty much everywhere right. but seriously her products are superior and actually Adiola when she last came on the show kindly gave me one of their highlighters which I've oh. also been obsessed with so like, yeah oh I need convert. to check it out same it's amazing. I want to go yeah. get it today <laughs> do you, what are your favorite affordable beauty buys do you buy affordable beauty or do you tend to go a bit more luxe it depends but my typical routine is not affordable I mean, it is affordable, but it's, it's not from the high street. Um, you couldn't possibly I, afford it. <laughs> it's not. It's, but I do get lip gloss from Kiko. But mm-hmm. actually, the most affordable part of my routine is my face wash. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are against bars of soap. But the Carbon Theory bar, I've used it for like a year and a half. And it works like a charm. Ooh. That's so interesting. Yeah. Is it- during lockdown, I had this like crazy breakout. And I stopped using everything apart from the carbon theory soap and Nivea moisturizer and it completely cleared everything up I I have to say like that sometimes it's so great when you get you know get to try new products but that is when my skin is the worst the more I'm using and the more complicated my routine is Mm -hmm. you've got to strip it back sometimes and does the soap work I mean what like it's literally a bar of soap you rub it in between your hands you rub soap on your face how do you do it it's like basic, like normal bar of soap, kind of lather it on your hands, yeah. <laughs> kind of rub it into your face and then rinse it off. Amazing. And I know soap kind of does strip and dry your face out, but then the Nivea is quite thick. So then that kind of puts all the moisture back in and it just okay. doesn't irritate me. I don't break out really good. No issues. Okay. Yeah. you got to go with what works, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Lou, any new affordable beauty buys to mention? None are really new, but they're kind of my go-tos for years. Body Moisturizer E45, can't beat it. It's fantastic. I, I often struggle with little pimples on the back of my arms and, you know, a little bit of exfoliation and E45, it's really lightweight as well. So it doesn't feel too like sticky or clunky. And also the Body Shop Vitamin C SPF 30 Moisturizer is such a hero if you want, like obviously everyone knows that vitamin C is all about the glow, but again, it's not too greasy. It's quite lightweight and it kind of immediately if you just feel like your skin is just looking a bit flat and dull immediately that will just give it a kind of a bit of a kick and it smells like oranges so yeah that's always a winner and it's i think it's about 14 pounds yeah i just think the pot's a bit too small it finishes so quickly yeah true where does one go find the body shop presumably you can shop it online now yeah you can shop it online and you know they always have a sort of a 20 30 percent off voucher code so it ends up being super affordable but i've used that for years and years so yeah it's always a good one we're going to talk about sleep now. It's a pretty popular subject every time we write about it. We wrote a feature on 11 ways to create the ultimate sleep environment. So I want to know, what do you guys do to guarantee you have a really good night's sleep? How do you optimise your sleeping environment? Dior? I don't close my curtains. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I don't. Wait, how does that help? 
it helps me wake up from my sleep. I don't have sleep issues. Okay. So it's less about like getting to sleep and it's more about waking up. Okay, got it. <laughs> living I, my life. But I also do use the, um, this works sleep spray that that's like a gorgeous I think it's like eucalyptus I'm not sure I'm really bad with scents I just know what smells good and what doesn't people um, love it don't they <laughs> yeah it really works mm. okay so I get it I get it, it you're, you're lucky I'm a bit like you as well don't really tend to struggle with sleep but I agree getting up is a bitch <laughs> Becky are you a good sleeper I am a really good sleeper and I've always kind of thought I'm so lucky and one day I sort of feel it's going to bite me in the bum because I honestly get to sleep in about 10 seconds having mm. said that I get the odd time on a Sunday night where I can't get to sleep. And I think it's where your brain's just doing overtime. And the one thing I really rate is I've got a neon wellness reed diffuser and it just lifts your room with like essential oils. You can also get them in Muji really affordably. And it just makes you feel quite calm. And I also recommend sort of, you know, when you've got fresh sheets, when you've got new bedding and kind of having a really nice relaxing shower just before when you feel clean and cosy, that kind of is enough to get get me off to sleep I have to say I think of myself as a really good sleep and a bit like you I'm very lucky I drop off straight away but actually I have to be incredibly comfortable that mm. there have to be a lot of things that have lined up in order for me to be like that I suppose which I agree are comfortable clean fresh sheets and I need a duvet even if it's the hottest night of the year I can't be doing with a sheet or like nothing at all like it has to be a duvet Ooh, um and I, I need I like couldn't. really a sheet girl <laughs> I just couldn't go duvet in that heat wave we had the other week I was lucky I was away for the heat wave but oh. yeah yeah I'm a fan and a duvet kind of combo girl and I also need about eight pillows and I need an eye mask on oh. and I need silence your routine <laughs> is bougie that's wow. quite like, it's very demanding my routine isn't it <laughs> but yeah it's an eye mask is like an absolute I just started sleeping with one and I, I don't even think it's the darkness I think it's just you know when you're used to like the feel of something the yeah the weight of it exactly and yeah and I really can't sleep if there's any drop of noise anywhere really? whatsoever I love noise when I sleep do I you you're it. lucky I- I've slept in clubs. I've slept. No, in you clubs. haven't. I no, you haven't. Yeah, but it doesn't. Ca- it doesn't count if you're drunk. No, I'm not even a huge drinker. I literally. <laughs> I think it's because I grew up with so many people around me in my house. So like noise is actually really comforting to me. I am very jealous of all of you because I have real trouble sleeping. It literally takes me like about an hour every night to get to sleep mainly because I just cannot switch my head off and I wish I had a little button I could be like thoughts off you go now so yeah I really struggle so things like making sure I haven't been on my phone or on my laptop or on my emails before is always really key like if I'm working late even if I then like I have to have a bit of downtime in between otherwise I just can't sleep properly as you guys said fresh sheets fresh pyjamas, also getting into a bed that has already been made, getting into an unmade bed, Mm. I think is a recipe for disaster as well. Always having water by my bed. Also, someone's once told me to have a notebook by your bed. So if you kind of wake up in the middle of the night and your mind is like whirring with like lists and things like that, just jot them down. And then, you know, you know that they're there and you can pick them up in the morning. Not going to forget about them. It's a brain dump. Um, That's called. Yes, exactly. I like having the window open. I'm a sort of like flannel pyjamas hot water bottle but the window wide open kind of girl okay <laughs> so, you know I like to be like cozy but fresh okay got it Ben has like the car windows down and the heating like blaring in his face like <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah I, I really struggle with sleep a lot so yeah happy to take on any tips 
There was an interesting point in this feature about exercise, which said that if you exercise too close to bedtime or in the evening, uh, then you've raised your endorphins levels and that can actually really affect your sleep, which is really interesting because I'm a morning exerciser. But the couple of times that I have exercised in the evening, I really do notice that, that I feel like it's going to knacker me out. But actually, if anything, I just feel quite wired by it. Actually, I find that when I go swimming quite late in the evening, I am so tired that it, it doesn't even matter. Like, I will literally, as soon as I get in, it doesn't even matter if it's like 5 p.m. I'm going to sleep. There's something I'm like particularly so tiring. tiring about swimming, isn't there? Yeah. And maybe that's because yeah. it's less um, with a hit class or something, you're kind of, you know, raising, lowering, raising, lowering, whereas swimming's a bit more consistent. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Right. Actually, as well, a nighttime bath is heaven. I went to a hotel last week and I had a bath pre-dinner and post-dinner, which was just heavenly. Oh. All right. Well, other tips in this feature, um, including things like turning the lights down, do you all want maybe one for you? But this says bright lights um, activate higher levels of brainwave activity. Um, it also says to plan ahead. So uh, to take your sleep more seriously and begin your slowing down and relaxation process. Lewis is three hours before going to bed. I don't know how realistic that is, but yeah, no. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, for more tips, then have a look at the feature on this site. We're going to talk about staying on top of your inbox now. It's become kind of even more necessary than ever, hasn't it, since we're not getting as much face-to-face interaction anymore. And we wrote a tip of all the best ways to make sure your inbox doesn't get out of control. Lou, I'm going to come to you first because I know you do suffer from an out-of-control inbox. So yeah, what are you doing about it? Yes, I do. And I particularly get sort of inbox dread when you're in a meeting for sort of over half an hour and I can literally just feel my inbox kind of building up, (laughs) building up. To be fair, I probably need to follow these points because I definitely don't practice them as well as I should do. But I remember someone once saying to me, don't read an email unless you are ready to action it. So even if you read it and then you know you can't do it straight away, always unmark it as unread so you know you're going to come back to it because I think especially if you've got a very busy inbox and you've got kind of tasks coming at you and your to-do list is building then often I think if I read it I'll just forget about it if I don't either write it down um, with a kind of an action upon it. So that would be a really is a really good tip. Also in Gmail, there's a task, a sort of to-do list management that you can flick out from the side of your email, which I use a lot. And it's kind of got like a subtask, which you can tick off. And I'll even be as anal to be like, I'll write a task and then take it straight away just so I've had the satisfaction <laughs> of marking it as done. So yeah, I think it is tricky. I know there's some people in the team which literally... They're only on top of their inbox if their inbox is at zero, which I aspire to be like that. But sadly, not quite there right now. Maybe when we're back in the office, I will be there. I don't think I've ever seen your inbox at zero, so no. <laughs> keep dreaming. Do you, are you a zero inbox kind of girl or are you a like 13,000 unread person? Yeah, I'm a 13,000 unread. <laughs> I don't care. I'm an unread everything, like my phone. So, I my find text. it so stressful. I don't. I find it stressful constantly checking stuff. I will respond to everyone and I endeavour to do it like within a day. If it goes more than two days, I do feel anxious about it. Mm-hmm. But like generally in my life, I'm just so happy to ignore stuff. I'm like, <laughs> if people need me, they will find me. Like genuinely, that's my attitude in life. That's true. My WhatsApp, I have 300 unread. I'm just like, I'm just not going to do what? it. What? Anxiety inducing. Yeah. Everything. Like whenever I like screenshot my... um screensaver or whatever and I put it on Instagram I always get DMs like oh my god your inbox numbers I'm just like can you chill <laughs> I just find that really interesting as a business owner obviously because yeah what do you miss yeah how, how do you know that okay. you're not missing stuff so typically what I do obviously I see the name of the subject come through because I have notifications mm-hmm. if I feel like it's important and it's going to take me probably five minutes or even two minutes 
I do it straight away. Mm-hmm. If not, I do it all at night and then I'll send it in the morning and then I'm done with it. I won't yeah. it again. So I kind of pl- use that rule. Um, okay. One of, what I can ignore. One of the points in this feature was about sticking to a schedule. And I think that actually is really important if yeah. you're like, right, okay, I've got now like a half an hour window where I'm going to be like plowing through my inbox and responding to things. And then you, then you kind of move on to something else. That's I think where my downfall is, is I sort of like jump in, in between tasks and emails and responses. And yeah, it's not the most efficient use of time, I think. Can I tell you what I do? And I feel like nobody ever recommends doing this, but it just really works for me, which is that I reply to every email as soon as I get it. Like every email that re- that requires a response, obviously not like a press release or something, but any email that requires an action, I do uh, probably 90% of them anyway. I do, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I interrupt what I'm doing to respond to that, that email. Oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. And I've just always done it like that. And that, that's how I keep my inbox at zero because I either, I, I stop every, as soon as that notification comes in, I either delete or respond or, or I might like star it to come back to it later, but I deal with it or, or I put it on my radar, I guess, the second it comes in. And that way, then I have an empty inbox at the very least. Right. But doesn't your day feel very fragmented? I went to talk yeah. yeah, I went to a talk and they said that we don't realise, but that's, it. I don't know about your life, but it contributes to us being miserable in life. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's your answer, Charlotte. <laughs> that's what I've been doing wrong, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't find... Obviously, if I'm in the middle of something that requires, like, you know, heads down, absolutely no distractions whatsoever, then I wouldn't do it. But no, I don't find it makes, if anything, I, f- I feel more stressed if I know there are people trying to get hold of me that I haven't gone back to than I would, I think, if I was doing it the other way around. Yeah. Don't know. That just works for me. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Becky, what about you? How do you manage your inbox? Do you know what? I feel like I'm in happy medium here. Sometimes I would say that when the going gets tough and things really pick up in terms of pace, the emails are way low on my to-do list because... Obviously, a big part of my job is writing and I don't find I don't find it productive to come away from writing and answer someone's email. Do you know what I mean? Unless, of course, it was something urgent. So I would say they fall down my to do list quite a bit. But I have started in lockdown having a bit of a power hour in the morning just to clean my inbox because it has the past few weeks. It's I feel like it's coming into new sort of season. Everyone's kind of getting going again on new launches. And I think now more than ever, well, all the time really, but I just think keeping on top of it, set time each morning and then you're set up for the day to keep deleting stuff. Mm. That isn't relevant. It just kind of structures your day a little Mm. bit. But yeah, Yeah. I would say that when it gets really busy, my emails do suffer. 
Sorry, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Do you guys ever use the schedule function to send emails at a later time? Yeah, I've done that a couple of times just because I think sometimes you don't want to be sending people emails at you know, 10, 10.30 at night. But if that's kind of your time where you're able to plow through your inbox, then, you know, each their own. So, yeah. but I think it's polite to send it then first thing in the morning because it's not going to be actioned. So I agree. I wish more people would do it. Yeah. Mm. Another <laughs> thing that I will do is archive content rather than delete things. So it's still there in my inbox, but it's kind of not clogging up the first page of my inbox. So a lot of people file their inbox, don't they? And they put things like into certain categories. I have to yeah. say, I don't do that. I have, I'm just looking at my inbox now. My first page is one to 50 of 10,649. So I kind of keep everything just in the one inbox. Okay, so this is very different, Charlotte. So when I say zero inbox, I mean nothing there. So that means it's, the email has either been archived, deleted <laughs> or filed. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Mine just means zero unread. Yeah, yeah. So I often have that, but yeah, the emails okay. are in other places. Got it. Okay, fine. Well, in which case, I'm very behind zero because as I said, I've got 10,000 <laughs> or something. So. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you file things up? Do you separate things now? I'm guessing. I, in the very beginning, I did. And then it, I don't have the time for it. Like when I, I don't enjoy responding to emails. I actually find it the most boring part of everything I do. Um, yeah. And I just feel like just call me. So no, the extra work of like putting it in a folder and remembering yeah. nah, I ain't got time. Do you you sound so chilled? <laughs> yeah. I'm just so gonna give chill. you let's just like I'll pick up the phone, we'll have a chat, there's yeah. there's no drama with you. Because when we had our call, it was like six minutes, right? Yeah. If that was the email, that would have gone back and forth like fifteen times. What is so true. Point? So true. Yeah. So much easier to just pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, all right, well other business owners, you should be taking, taking <laughs> tips from laid back door over here. Um okay, other tips on the feature include things like unsubscribing from the unnecessary that is a key one I also love reporting spam an email comes in like spam get out and uh, switching to instant message as she likes we do that a lot Gmail has a great instant message function people love slack as well don't they that's a kind of I much prefer that if you just have something quick to say rather than an email feels more formal doesn't it we're going to talk a bit about fashion now it's that real kind of back to school feeling isn't it right now it's, we're recording this it's the first of september you know schools are going back this week and i don't know about you guys i love the beginning this is my favorite new season in terms of fashion lou i know you are nodding feel, you feel the same um, oh my I know, God. what is on your wish list what are you <laughs> buying for this season what do you look forward to about autumn winter Yeah, you're so right. This is my absolute favourite time of year. It's almost like when you start to feel the air getting a bit cooler. Today is like perfect example. It's bright blue skies, but there's a chill in the air. It's kind of like rosy cheeks, got a cosy knit on. Like I absolutely love it. School's going back and we are also going back into the office from next week, which means like ditch your home about comfies. We're like actually going to be dressing up for work again. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I bought a new blazer during lockdown. So I'm super excited to wear that and give it its first outing. And then just back to like chunky knits and boots, which is really like almost like my bread and butter. And I hate dressing for summer months. So yeah, I'm excited to be covering up a bit more and just layering. I feel like you can be way more experimental, not experimental, but I think you can look a lot more stylish by layering and I guess show your style a bit more authentically. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the more you can wear, the easier it is to express yourself. Completely, completely. Do you, you still got a holiday on the agenda? So yeah. how are you? Are you still trying to kind of stay in summer mode until that's you, out of the way? Yeah, you read my mind completely. <laughs> I've literally had like Saturday. I just went and panic for everything that I saw in the shop. <laughs> also because you can't try things on, so I just bought like yeah. 
probably like 20 days worth of holiday outfits for a four-day trip. <laughs> Where are you going, Dior? Everyone's going to Mykonos. Nice. Oh, nice. Which so is nice. going to be, yeah, I literally cannot wait. But I have this issue every year where I go to Ghana for Christmas as well. So I'm always shopping summer clothes in the like middle of winter or when yeah. autumn's about to start. So um, I'm still thinking about summer clothes, although I am excited that like, right now I've got a shirt on that I never have even worn before, but I'm just like, it is what it is. And jogging bottoms. <laughs> and I actually have been shopping more structured stuff. So like blazers and blazer dresses and like raiding my dad's wardrobe and taking his places. Because I feel like I, I'm craving that power again. Like, yeah. I want to be in joggers all the time. Totally agree. And I you're think- so right. It's that structure as well. I think yeah. when you've got that, it, that form even around you and that silhouette makes you just feel a bit like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Ready for and the, work. Exactly. Because yeah. those yeah. are the things that have been neglected. Like, you know, you can wear a, a silk blouse around your house or whatever, but you're like, realistically, has anyone worn a blazer around their house over the no. past <laughs> six months? Probably not. So yeah, it's those, it's those things that I can't wait to get back into. And borrowing from your dad, I love that. Yeah. That's so clever. My dad is, is significantly larger than me, so I'm not sure it would work, but that, that is, that's cool. Yeah. I love that. It's crazy. I'm in his flat now and he lives in Ghana. So he's got like, he's weird. Like every home he owns, he has clothes there so that when he travels, he doesn't have to pack with him. So I was just like, oh, now that he's not in the country, let me actually have a good look. And I found so many gems. (laughs) Oh, he'll come back and have no wardrobe once you've been done with it. (laughs) Do you know what? My perfume was all over it and I didn't think. And it's a really strong oud and I was like, I need to get this off because he shouldn't know that I've been wearing it. What's what's the best thing you found? This, I think it's like an Armani blazer and it's like brown, light brown with like baby blue pinstripes. I wore it out mm-hmm. like a Saturday ago. Everyone was like, oh my God, I love your blazer, I love your blazer. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I have like quite a large chest and it actually fit over as well. And it was perfect. So yeah. We always talk about stealing from your boyfriends, but yeah, hit up your dad's, I think. Exactly. <laughs> Becky, what about you? What are you looking forward to wearing over the next season? Well, a bit like Lou said, I am just such a jeans and boot person. I hate being cold. Like, I would love to be someone that always wears dresses or something with my legs out, but I just, I don't like that feeling of the cold on my skin. So I'm always in jeans. But what I have just bought is a really nice chunky cream knit from Mango. Mm -hmm. And I've got it purely to go over dresses for as long as I can continue to wear them. And it's just so warm and it's just very sort of goes with anything goes with nice jeans and I've ordered also ordered myself some new reddish brown boots from Topshop because they had nice. some d- little cheeky discounts so I thought well <laughs> handy you know great <laughs> boots oh I can't wait to put boots on again I that know felt, even, this weekend I nearly did it but it felt a bit premature it was still August so but now it's like yeah. it's September we're here it's loud it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> um all right well by the end of the season we get a bit uh, kind of itchy feet don't we at Sheerlats we're ready to kind of launch on all the new content but we've we've had to be saving ourselves so do keep your eyes peeled because obviously there'll be plenty of fantastic autumnal fashion coming your way so we're going to talk a bit about you now obviously yeah. uh, founder of the amazing the junior network and then also peppy your talk which mm-hmm. came first was it peppy your talk which is your website which is full of amazing content for people coming up in the fashion industry it was right yeah it was peppy your talk and then i don't know what got into me but i was like oh i want to do more i'm going to start a club so then I the junior network the next year. Um, so Pepper Your Talk, I always say it's for like students and graduates and young professionals, but it's almost for like when you're in that transitional period 
from education to employment and kind of mm-hmm. finding your feet and you really want bite-sized information that's actually the truth and it's not like a fluffy version of what happens in fashion it's like real real facts and then the Juliet was- work is a club I was looking at Pepe Your Talk before and you've got so much content that I know when I was starting out would have been just so useful. I'm just looking now, you've got features like <laughs> must know job positions for aspiring fashion writers. I mean, that's genius. When you look through, it's so true. Like I wouldn't have known about any of those roles. 10 pieces of brutally honest advice from fashion professionals that all grads should read. Um, common mistakes when applying for digital marketing roles in fashion. I mean, do you come up with all this content yourself? So I have the most incredible contributors and every month I roughly have like a mental theme that I'm going for and then the contributors send me their ideas Mm -hmm. and then I pick the ones that match the theme and what I know people have been DMing us about as well, Mm -hmm. the kind of common questions we get. And where did the idea come from? You were at Burberry just before you started it, right? Yeah. So actually when I was in uni, one of our tutors said, when you go into the industry, you have to act bigger than you are. You have to act like you know everything you have to pepper your talk. And I was like, oh, I love that phrase. I And I generally love that idea of like, not faking it till you make it, because I think that can be quite dangerous, but just boosting your confidence and just acting like you're more than you are. Because as a graduate, you are the least experienced out of everyone. And that can really be tough on your confidence. So then when I was actually at Burberry and I realised that I had poor telephone manner, bad email etiquette, I was not confident in a work setting, but I was in real life. And I just generally didn't know how to navigate these different personalities and the hierarchy and characters and understand where I fit within all of that. So then that's when I got the idea to launch the business very naively, as everyone says when they launch a business. I just didn't know what it would entail. But I was like, I have information to share. I can do this. So yeah, I left. And then I started the business. It's brilliant. And the junior network is amazing. You have how many girls? It kind of, it it runs almost like a school year, right? So you have X amount of girls in any one year. I used to do that, but it was like so taxing because I am an oversharer, overgiver, overlover. <laughs> I, I was literally giving the girls, everyone was getting like their one-on-one undivided attention from me. I'd have calls with everyone every day. And I was like, do you know what? I need to kind of reel it, uh, reel it in and stop, reevaluate. So what I did from last September is I actually pivoted and made the club purely, what is it, mentorship. So each mm-hmm. junior has a senior mentor in fashion who work at the most incredible places and are incredible people. You have the most incredible network of people. I mean, you run talks for these girls. And I mean, it's like the highest people in every corner yeah. of the industry, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. go and drop some names. Who have you had involved? I've had Henry Holland, um, Alice Casey Hayford, who was at Refinery, then Vogue, now at mm-hmm. Nessaporte, I think. Don Wallace, who's at Vogue. So many people. People from, like, from brands, from agencies. I always aim to have the best people on our panels because I want the girls to know that they actually deserve to hear from the best. When you're a junior, you just feel so like underappreciated. So I want them to have that direct connection to the people at the top and get information from them about their careers so that they can kind of plot their own, I can't never say this word, but I'm going to attempt trajectory. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And how how inspiring is to be at that kind of stage of your career and be speaking to those women who are really at, at the top of their game and have got, you know so much to give and inspiration and you know those women also I guess will have been on a journey both highs and lows so that's incredible to to offer that thank you how do you persuade people at a senior level to get involved (laughs) you'd be so surprised how many seniors feel like they have nothing to offer like I get the emails back sometimes they're like oh I don't really feel like I have much to say I'm like are you joking 15 years of your life just tell us what you do like that within itself is enough yeah but I've been lucky I cold email a lot of people like people think I have this like 
network of just endless people I can contact that's not the case I go on LinkedIn I look on Instagram I find people and then I just email them amazing I have been told that my email is really convincing but I don't know what is <laughs> that's your next feature I do you need to write, uh, write yeah. to, how to write a convincing email, email. how yeah, to get a reply exactly. basically yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and one that you would respond to yourself as well that's true it wouldn't sit in your 300 300 pound email <laughs> <laughs> yes you're a good case study for people who <laughs> and you're working on a really exciting new project at the moment as well aren't you yes i am working on the anti-racism in fashion document so it's like a three-part um document so it's a report it's an equipping tool for black professionals and an educating tool for non-black professionals all in one so that everyone reads it and everyone gets the same information and essentially it's supposed to be like an immediately actionable thing where you read it and you implement the information that's in there because i feel like so many initiatives are like whizzing around and they're fantastic, but it's going to take a while to implement. Like hiring fairly and changing biases and stuff like that, that's going to take some time. So I just wanted to put some information out there that as soon as it lands, it can just start transforming people's careers. Really excited about it. Never really done anything like this before. So I do, I would, yeah, a bit of imposter syndrome, like am I an authority to kind of lead on this? But the information's coming together quite nicely. I'm really enjoying putting it together. So, yeah. What's the biggest takeaway out of it? Like one thing that somebody could action yeah. today as either an employer or an employee? So there's so many stats that we like have pulled from the questionnaire that we did. Um, and when I compare like some of the answers, so like in one of our questions, it was, would you, are you familiar with your company's policy on reporting racism? And the majority of people said, yes, they are. But then the next question was, would you report racism at work? And the majority said no. So then companies now know that there's a disconnect. Like you've told people how to report it, but they don't want to. So what is happening within the company culture that needs to be changed? Mm -hmm. And then like another question was, would you speak to your black colleagues about racism you've experienced? Majority said yes. Would you speak to your white colleagues? Majority said no. And then when we did a focus group to kind of dig deeper... A lot of people said, oh, well, my white colleagues would just brush it off and say, are you sure it was racism or they wouldn't understand or they wouldn't understand why someone commenting on my hair can be viewed as racist because they could say things like, well, it's just hair or are you sure it's specific to black people? Another really interesting one was, have you ever been managed by a black person? Majority said no. Have you been managed by a white person? About 90% said yes. And it's just like from the junior network, I know that young girls, black girls are entering the industry but they're not making it to senior level. And that's another thing we have to look at. Where do they drop off? Why do they drop off? What are the barriers? And then also, how does that promote nepotism? Because if you've been managed by a white person, natural biases are that you want to kind of employ and have people around you that look like you and kind of enjoy the same things as you. And that's probably why. So there's there's just so many interesting observations and analysis that we've made from just looking at numbers and then mm. adding the focus group element and then speaking to senior leaders and their experiences. I feel like the report's just the beginning for me. And I, I'm by no means an expert. But I am. Um, I've learned so much. I bet, and so. also it sounds fascinating. Matter. Yeah, so interesting. And also, you, you you've got to start somewhere, yes. haven't you? So yeah. how interesting. Where can we find it? Once it's like, when will it be live, and where can we find it? Oh, I'm never sick of a date because we're almost done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're almost done. It's definitely going to come out in September. Okay, great. People look up for it in September, and it's going to be completely free to download from the Peppy or Talk website. Okay. And I will print some physical copies and send it to some fashion offices as well. Like if you guys want one, happy to send you one as well. So you 
have a hard copy. Uh, but yeah, September is the is the month. Okay, no it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> now okay. you put it out there, you're gonna have to stick to that. It's <laughs> exactly. It's in the public domain now. And do you finally, what's the best advice um, that you could give to somebody who is either just about to start a career in fashion or who would like to? I always tell people the two things you have to work on are confidence. And it's such, it's like a soft skill. Like being confident is not something that you can put on paper and show someone. It's in the way you speak about yourself and other people. It's in how you speak about your work and your challenges. It's how you show up when you enter a room, how you greet people, how you approach your work. And that holds so many people back. I can have a girl who has the most amazing mind and thoughts and the way she processes things are great, but she just doesn't convey it accurately. And I'm just like, if you would only just speak about yourself with more like positive adjectives and stuff like that. So confidence. And the second one is contacts. Like you always have to be networking, never not networking. So whether that's like right now, we can't go to events. You need to be going to Zoom events and even just looking at one person's name, finding them on LinkedIn, connecting with them, asking them how they enjoyed it, adding people on LinkedIn, but not just like pressing ad and leaving it. You always have to send a message or on Instagram, finding cool people you've never heard of and just message that email them. I always say like, I don't like DMs. I'm not a fan of DMs on Instagram because I feel like that's a personal space. But find their email. It's really easy to guess people's emails and just ask them like, if you're curious about their job, ask them for tips or tricks or advice. But I feel like in fashion, the way you survive is obviously by the quality of work you produce, but also who you know, um, and never take that for granted and never think, oh, that person's a junior, so they can't help me or that person's not in the same exact kind of um, sector of fashion, so they're not relevant. Everyone can be relevant for something. So just be nice, which is like the most important (laughs) advice, but it's the most relevant ever. So true. Oh my God, I feel so inspired now. Yeah, super. Yeah, thank you so much. So for more information on Pepper Your Talk, then head to peppayourtalk.co.uk and that's also where you can find out all information about the Junior Network too. Uh, Dior, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, ladies. I've had the best chat. (laughs) Good, Oh, you've been so inspiring. We've loved having you. (laughs) Thank you also so much for listening. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget also to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.